here we go. This is Ross Jelseth with another session of Winning Words, Speaking Life to Influence Others. And today, I have chosen a topic that really is all about speaking. And in a few moments, you'll understand why I say it's about speaking. If you have listened to several of my podcasts, you would know that I try to speak to topics that are not only important to people and people's significance and their influence and their impact, but also to speak to topics that are so relevant to the culture that we find ourselves in, in 2021. So today's topic is called call or text. And as I mentioned just seconds ago, calling is a function of speaking. So my question to you is, should you call or should you text? I recently came across a study, scientific study, related to the impact on relationship relative to picking up your phone and quickly texting or picking up your phone and taking the time to call. Now, don't get ahead of me. But the source of my information, and I text every day, likely you do as well. I do call every day. But this study was really about the impact on you and on the other person who's receiving your call or your text. And the byline of the article that I'm referencing speaks to a study that shows we undervalue the bonding with another person and the enjoyment that we get from hearing someone's voice. So let's begin. The trend has been, at least for Ross Jelseth, to text more, text out of convenience, text out of an uncertainty whether the other person is available for a call, so I simply shoot a text. You likely do the same. So my trending has been to increase texting and obviously that has decreased the amount of my actual phone conversation time. But the study I referenced is that texting, while it communicates information and it's a means of me reaching you, it really may not be enough to foster good, positive relationships. And in my 70 short years, I know that's surprising to you as young as I look that you could think I'm 70, but in my 70 short years, I still find myself wanting to build relationships. How about you? And the point of this conversation is to value like you do your money or like you do your closest relationships. Does texting help build relationship or does talking build relationship? And in that regard, studies show that we would be better off picking up the phone and using the phone 
to let another person hear our voice and for you to hear their voice. Not a phenomenal phenomenon, but yet we skip it so many times each day, at least I do, by texting. We remove the voice. We remove the relationship building potential because texting just is not the same. Now, part of what preceded texting was email. So let me give you some of my learnings relative to email. First of all, you probably agree that we get too many emails every day, most of which we don't pay any or very little attention to. So in that regard, email surfaced as a means of communicating with people. But the second thing I would say to you is that email is best at expressing facts, exchanging facts, exchanging information. I don't know how many emails I type per day, but someday it's quite a few. And it's particularly effective when I want to communicate information to several people. So in my years as the head of a school, I could send one email and I could send it to 120 faculty and staff members. Everybody got the information, effective. But my third learning about email, in addition to its allowance to exchange information and facts, and its ability to communicate with several at once, is that I learned that email is best without emotion. You know where I'm going? I found that in too many cases, particularly if there was some degree of anxiety, some degree of stress, some degree of, uh, let's say, concern all the way up to anger, email was not a good means of communication. I never found a solution to any issue via email. Because if the issue had any emotion to it, it only got worse when the person on the other end, or I could be guilty of this as well, extending too much emotion, and here's what happened. The other person or I could not interpret the level of emotion. Now, enough on email. Let's go back to the voice. Let's go back to the phone. So 15 years ago, when we use email and or we use phone, a conversation on the telephone includes fluctuation in voices, includes pause, includes laughter, includes times of silence, all of which feed emotion. So in that regard, Telephone is a more effective means of discerning the emotion, the feeling tone of the other person on the other end of the line. So just pause and think now, okay? Do you get as much emotionship, emotion? Do you get as much feeling tone via email properly done, not the kind with a whole bunch of emotion and anger, 
Or do you get a better feel when you actually speak to someone on the phone? Studies show that people on the phone, when they're done with the conversation, the phones are hung up, so to speak. That feeling tone was much better and people were in fact happier with the exchange on the phone. Why? Because it helps build and strengthen feelings towards the other person. So in that regard, email has its place. But now we move into, we moved on to the ability to text. And I remember when my sons who are next generation taught my wife and I, oh, here's how easy it is to text. So the transition in my trend and my wife's trend is to text along with talk. But again, studies show that relationships are built stronger with phone than with email and or with texting. So in this regard, let's move this forward and talk about the power of the voice. Amit Kumar, who was a lead author, made this comment and he said, people form significantly stronger bonds when they're talking on the phone and when, whether, than when they're communicating over email or text. The power of the voice is such that a voice can include and transmit, so to speak, intimacy. There's a stronger degree of feeling with phone and with the voice than there is with letters in a text. Part of what people are able to discern on a phone call when they're hearing the voice and they're pausing to listen and then they are speaking, there's an exchange in back and forth. Not unlike when you're sitting next to the person and talking with them, when you can actually see the body language you can see the expressions of smiles or frowns or head nodding or crossing of arms, whatever it might be. All of that helps better understand the relationship and hopefully build the relationship. The other thing that's a factor is voice can be a means of discerning a person's ability to match what one's looking for. So let's take a job interview situation. Reading material, and I've read thousands of resumes in my day to hire people, to screen people, to decide who we're going to interview. Resumes like email give information. But how many times have I been misled by the fact, oh, this person looks great on paper. But when it comes to actually talking to them, it's like 
the person on the phone or the person in front of me speaking doesn't match the paperwork on the resume. And so there too, being able to listen to a voice can be so helpful when it comes to evaluating a person's candor, when it comes to avoiding a person's ability to think and respond quickly. If I ask a question of someone on the phone, I'm not going to give them an hour and a half to come up with an answer. I'm going to expect for them to be able to respond relatively quickly, give me their best answer. That's what builds relationship, but that also helps me discern their ability to be able to respond to a question in an effective manner and in an effective time frame. So in that regard, I found that Screening people beyond the paper resume or the electronic resume with a phone call was so helpful for me to discern that much, much more about a person. Then if they made the final cut, so to speak, having them come in and interview in person actually became what? Was the printed or electronic resume the best? Was the phone best or was the in-person interview best? Well, you can figure that out. So in this regard, conversations, our voices extend with them a variety of emotions. And those emotions help us understand better and it brings out emotions in us. So for example, if somebody on the phone says to you, I have had a tough day, I would say, or I've had something difficult happen in my family. You are likely to say from a position of empathy, oh, I'm so sorry. What does sorry communicate? That you're with them, you feel for them, you want to help them. You want them to get in a better position. So you see there too, the voice fluctuation, the voice and what it communicates helps the emotions exchange themselves back and forth. What do emotions do? Emotions strengthen the bond. Emotions strengthen the relationship. So as we look at this topic of text or call. I know it's so much time, more time efficient. It's easy to text. It's just boom, boom, in and out. But the reality is showing that if you want to build relationship or relationships, you want to go deeper with someone, then we need to overcome the fear that, well, I don't want to interrupt, so I'll text. We might have a fear that there would be an awkward moment if we called. The reality is, and sometimes too, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I take the easy way out. If I'm not sure some, how someone's going to react, I may decide, well, you know, I can text them. And text kind of keeps me on neutral ground. Whereas if I call, 
and I start speaking, the person not, might not like what I have to say. So what do we do? What does Ross do? Occasionally, and I try to prevent this, but I've done it. I've sent a text as a means of initiating contact, but not broaching the real subject I want to approach. So again, if the goal is to become closer to someone, then being smart to how that happens is so important. I would challenge you to be smart, be wise, and pick up the phone and draw closer by punching in that 10-digit number, area code, six more numbers, seven more numbers, and talk. To summarize, texting can be quick, it can be effective if you're just trying to pass on a quick message or if you want to set up a time. I did this just this morning. I sent an email to a colleague and said, can you call me tonight so we can have a more lengthy conversation? His response back minutes later was, yes, look forward to it. What did that tell me? That told me that I used email for one purpose, to communicate a request. The request is I wanted more time with him to do it, go deeper with the conversation, to build stronger relationship, exchange information. How are we going to do that? On a phone call tonight. So email and texting is useful. But if, and I think this is so important in the era we live right now in the culture, we need to build stronger relationships. Because of COVID, we've gone about a year right now since the beginning of shutdown in our culture due to this fear of a pandemic. Some say it's a massive overreaction. Some people are still in fear of the virus and there's a bunch of people in between. So in the culture that's being created by this COVID phenomenon, we've actually reduced physical contact time. We've reduced voice contact. We've reduced eye contact. And if we continue to use text, we've continued to reduce the voice and the emotion that goes with it. We live in a time where loneliness is an increasing concern. Can we help that situation? Can we reduce loneliness? I would say to you a resounding yes, we can. Pick up the phone, build relationships, maintain relationships, and do so with wisdom by using your voice, by talking rather than typing. Let me summarize. Email helps pass along information. Texting, quick, efficient, again, passes along communication. But if you want to build relationship, if you want to express emotion, if you want to increase your bond with someone, then I would say that you 
pick up the phone and have the voice conversation talk rather than typing. I would like to thank, as a backdrop to this conversation, Jill Suddy, who is a book review editor, and she writes, she reviews for greater good. And she referenced this article as a point of teaching and concern for the culture we currently find ourselves in. Text or call, call or text, each has a purpose. In my book, Winning Words, there's a saying, and the saying is this. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I think that saying in summary of today's focus on call or text really says a lot about calling and texting as well. If you want to go quickly, if you want to go straight to a point quickly, then text or email. But if you want to go far, going far is a function of building relationships. Phone calls build relationships. Thanks for listening in today. I hope you'll find this helpful. And when you prepare to text next time, later today, likely, or if you're going to send an email, I would ask you to pause and say to yourself, would my relationship with this person be better off? Would I strengthen the bond? Would I build a more positive relationship by making the call? If your answer is yes, then pick up the phone and enjoy the conversation. Thanks again for listening in to Winning Words, where we speak life to influence others. And again, what a blessing it's been for me to speak to you today about such a relevant topic. God's very best to you, and I look forward to our next opportunity to be together. God's best to you all.